Hello and welcome to Football Scotland Daily, the podcast that brings you all the big news, analysis and debate Monday to Friday, just in time for your daily commute. I'm Jules Waller, it's a double header today with just myself, our own Chris Doyle, talking about our garbage and about our interesting fun, hopefully. Um, on the podcast today, we've got that Celtic week. Um, is it legit? Uh, if it is, what are the implications? If it's not legit, what are the implications of that? Um, Aberdeen's summer rebuild beginning as well, they've started signing players, we'll have a look at that and see what Derek McInnes has got to do to compete and keep up his good rate, rate that he's had over the last few years. And also, strict liability, Neil Doncaster has put in his papers today that he said he doesn't think it works and that the clubs do enough as it is. Is that the case? Um, we'll have a look at that. Okay, first of all, hey Chris, welcome to the podcast again. How's it going, Jules? Not too bad, not too bad. Okay, this Celtic thing, um, it came out last night, it was on Twitter, it was on social media all over the place. Three sheets with a big thumb holding up, showing what seems to be a team meeting in from about April, um, showing each individual position, what players there, who's, what their plans are. Um, who they're maybe going to bring in, all their transfer targets. Um, first of all, it looked a bit shady, was my first thought on that. Yeah, it looked I, I wasn't super so snide. sure if it was legit or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow it got out. Or uh, Yeah, it's, it's one of the... We're only a week <laughs> past the season finishing and we're already talking about some controversial story. <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't take long, did it? it didn't no, it didn't. <laughs> uh, the, th- the thing was, it was what it reminded me of was, um, I don't know if anybody's seen it, a few, a few months ago there was a Game of Thrones leak on Twitter with individual breakdowns of what's going to happen in each episode and I just dismissed <laughs> it because it looked like bad fan fiction, it looked terrible. Every single one turned out to be true, uh, which was kind of depressing. This is kind of what I thought when I read that, I just thought this just looks so fake, I'm not having it. What's happened obviously today is it's been reported, now we don't have this for definite, it's been reported in several papers um, that Celtic are launching um, criminal proceedings against it. Um, so whoever it was, it's obviously confidential and that. Now w- whether that is the case as well, we don't know because we don't have confirmation with Celtic, which is important that they are actually doing this. This is what's been reported. Um, so for that reason, we're not going to get into massive detail about the, the transfer targets that were there, things like that. We don't really know uh, is it legit or not. Um, if it is legit, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's not going to be good for if the players there are on this on that list see it. Um, in terms of really for the players at the, at the club, um, just be like we might sell them if an offer comes in. Um, you've got to ask: Is that you know? We know every player has a price, um, but seeing that in black and white, if it's you know true. That's, that would be nice to see, especially for, you know, players that aren't sure if they're under, you know, Neil Lennon coming in. Um, what's his thoughts on certain players? And you've just kind of got to think that overall it's not a good look for Celtic if that is the case. Even, I mean, even if the just the fact the report's been out, do you know, it's not it's not a good look either. I mean, Lennon's just getting under, uh, just um, going with his rebuild and thinking about targets, getting them in, and I, I don't think it's going to help it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is this is what every club will do. They will, they will have these sort of lists and meetings and they'll yeah. look at who they've got, who's maybe going to leave, who's maybe going to stay, who they might sell, who they want to keep, all these sort of things like that. But it's behind closed doors. It's the, it's the, it's the chairman, it's the manager, it's the head of recruitment, it's these people. The team doesn't really see these things. The fans certainly don't see these things. And if you're a player and you've been to the club a couple of years and your contract, you know, it's got another year on it, whatever that, and you're thinking, I want to stay here, I'm happy, you know, I'm enjoying my football, and then every fan of every team sees the thing saying, yeah, yeah we, might, we might punt them. Do you know what I mean? It's hardly going to, you know, put a spring in your step at training well, the next day, is it? No, and 
I mean, everything has been kind of plain sailing for Celtic um, last few years, obviously under Rodgers. I'd say it's a, the morale of the group is very good, um, very sort of the structure of the team um, has been predominantly the same, especially there was many players brought in last year. So I know there's a few players that have already left, um, but yeah, you got to think that it might disrupt things going into next season. And if, if you're a Ranger, Rangers fan, Stephen Gerrard... Opening up his paper this morning, he's probably not. He's probably pretty happy seeing that in a sense. I'm, um, sure, I'm sure. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. like it to happen to himself, obviously. Um, you don't like to see that in terms of confidential stories or information getting leaked out to, in the public d- domain. Um, but yeah, I think it's just going to maybe disrupt the chemistry that Celtic have got after you know securing a treble, treble, and now there's. Luckily, it's happened quite early on. You know, it'd be. Um, in terms of just the season over so hopefully like you've got time to kind of smooth things over and maybe for the players who are on that list if and if it's le- uh, legit then Lennon will take time to sort of talk to those ones who maybe we might be quite surprised seeing their name on it in terms of thinking they had a future of the club and you know essentially just saying like if the price is right we're going to let you go so yeah yeah it's um I think it's more worrying for them I mean for that for the players they're going to go out and get I mean you know, you shortlist so many players, like, well, yeah, you'd like to get them, but what does that really mean in terms of, like, um, how many of them are you actually going to get? Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, you can, you know, shortlist Angelina Jolie and your girlfriend list. I mean, it's not, you know, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't mean you failed to, you know what I mean? <laughs> doesn't so, mean you're going to land her. <laughs> exactly, exactly, that's exactly it. But the thing is, as well, I mean, obviously, every player does have the price, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And every player will know that, and even, like, someone like Kieran Tierney, you know what I mean, will have a price for Celtic, do you know what I mean, as much as he might want to stay, as much as every Celtic fan on the planet wants him to stay, if, you know, Juventus or someone the Man City or somebody comes in and goes, doof, here's a big mass of money, he's going to go, do you know what I mean, that's the thing, so they will know this, but I think it's more with this, you know, it's just so black and white and cold and sort of, you know, yeah, man, you know, it's, it's kind of, there's there, there's no, we want to keep this player or blah, 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 a lot of these things, I think, I think that's kind of, you know, it's a bad thing, if this is legit, is the thing, and and it's not just that. I think you've got the issue of there is a leak as well. You know, yeah, some well, someone has leaked this. But I think that's when is kind of when I did see it. My instant rea- this morning, my instant re- reaction was, I can't believe that's happened. Just on the basis of team, the team lineups have been leaked previously. Uh-huh. So it seems Loads. like, you know, could they be sort of interlinked, related? Mm. Um, yeah, you'd yep. imagine if it, this one is true, they would be. So I wasn't totally surprised to see something like that. And um, yeah, just also the the names in the list in terms of like being in April. I mean, I think it kind of just summed Lee Congerton up. If I'm honest, yeah. seeing those targets, um, yeah, for you know what he was doing in terms of like that level scouting, of yeah, because I don't think I think that might be the worst thing that you know maybe. Celtic fans will get a glimpse in of oh who who are we looking at here uh-huh. and then they look and they're like oh oh god not so good not so good not <laughs> there's so nothing good. there really well there's no name in there it's just like it's really like taking yeah. you back and be like oh that's well yeah. like, that's ambitious or you that's know it, that's players going to like vastly improve the team I think so definitely I think that's the main thing you take for that is that if if that is indeed legit um, and the full story uh, which it seems to be because it is quite in depth um, there does seem a sort of um, certain lack of ambition and. Um, try to push on and really improve the team. 
again, like Lee Conger, and as you say, it kind of sums up a lot of his sort of things. He was obviously there. Um, I did see a couple of folk today um, discussing it and saying, I mean, who who would leak such a thing of this sort of thing? And his name did come up a few times. <laughs> no. the, the final revenge of Lee Conger, and it's not Jeremy Tolshan, it's, the, it's this leak, do you know what I mean? He has motives. Like, oh, he has motives, he's slagging off, will you? Oh yeah, there you go, there and do that. Ho- hopefully it's not the case, but I mean, they have had this big problem with these leaks for quite some time. For weeks and weeks and weeks, the Celtic team was out you know, if they're playing the Sunday about in the Friday night, I mean, or even before yep. that sometimes, or the, you know, two days before, and out it comes, and initially thought we're going, oh, rubbish, bang on, bang on, bang on, and it seemed to be keep happening, and there was obviously a lot of talk over who it was, um, two of the players that keep getting fingered for it, I mean, they're both at different clubs now, um, but even if that was the case, and folk knew it, it still kept happening, which made me think it wasn't either of these people, because if you know, if you know who's leaking your information, yep. um, like, um, at Thistle when um, Caldwell did that thing we got everybody to pick their teams and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that was supposedly for what, what, we, what we'd heard it was, it was a, a deliberate ploy to try and weed out a, a, a leaker well I mean that's the thing that's obviously maybe why Celtic are looking to investigate this because they're like right team news is one thing because at the end of the day once the game you know that's only a couple of days but yeah, in terms of like this summer transfer list or their plans I mean it's a huge, huge summer for Celtic yeah. in terms of they know they need. To, it's a major kind of upheaval of the squad. So for basically, I mean, for their plans to be sort of just um, being able to yeah viewed in the public domain, yeah, it's not a good look. But the only thing you could say is that it was in April and obviously Lee Congerton's left now. So did does that mean that were, there, were those Lennon's plans? Did they know Lennon was taking the job permanently? Then and were those players that he was like personally identified. identified, and were the players within the dressing room? He was the ones who like, well, I, I don't really want them for next season. So there's that as well. But I guess it's just the the principle, the fact there is a leak. Um, it doesn't matter if maybe the, the information on it may be outdated. Um, you know, yeah, it's the principle that there is one, and mm-hmm. that could happen again. So I can see why maybe they're like, right, enough's enough. We need to launch some form of investigation. Yeah, I'm yeah. not quite sure how it could be in terms of viewed as criminally. I'm yeah. not a lawyer, uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, they could obviously launch a sort of in-house investigation to mm-hmm. find out like who's been doing this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, there's. I mean, again, I'm not a lawyer as well. There is non-disclosure agreements. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone in that meeting has them. Yeah. Um, but does the cleaner who might have picked up the sheets, does you know the player who found it in the dressing room, do these sort of things, do, who knows, do you know what I mean? And it could be anyone, that's the thing, folk are sort of focusing on the, the initials and who was at the, the meeting, but it could be anyone, that's a, that's a crumpled bit of paper that could have been left anywhere at all and somebody's picked up. But the one thing is, well, we know there's a leak from the teams, and we know that's a fact. This is still to be decided um, if they are launching the investigation, that, you know, if that is indeed legit information, it does sound legit. Um, and that's quite a big situation to deal with. The only thing is, I mean, it was April. Do you know what I mean? And as, yeah. as you say, so where are they Congerton's? Yeah, where are the Congerton's targets or were the Lennon's targets? Um, do you stick with them? You know, if there were Lennon's targets, what was Congerton doing there months ago? He was sitting playing Candy Crush at the meeting. Do you know what I mean? Well, <laughs> Lennon says, "I want this." So who knows? Do you know what I mean? But things have moved on. It's a few months down the line. Um, I, th- I think even if you look at there's a, there's a certain player saying that he's done well in his loan period so far, it will be hard to prize back from his parent club. Um, that shows you how old it is, eh, without going into names. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Eh, you know, I'm surely that's like exactly. Yeah, see ya. yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I would say it just puts the pressure on ASL to even more, just yeah. in terms of knowing that they would fans are wanting um, 
no, not necessarily a marquee signing, but they just want their squad to be improved. Kinda. Better, better than it is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of maybe defensively, there's a lot of positions to fill. Yeah, players. Strengthened. Yeah. yeah, to bring in. So I think that just yeah puts the kind of microscope under the club and mm-hmm. Lennon even more now that yeah. now that that's came into the, yeah, yeah, yeah the public eye. So yeah, I, th- I think it's a lot. A lot of fans is kind of. They're champing a bit a wee bit, and they're wanting, you know, and even even the ones that aren't kind of thinking, oh, we're doomed, we're doomed. They want to just see a wee bit of, you know, encouragement about this. No, no, we've got this. Don't worry, here it's here. And then they see this, and they go, mm, right, is that it? Do you know what I mean? Is that is that the, the height of our ambitions for the summer? And I'm sure it isn't. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure they'll be doing other work as well, even if it is legit. Um, there's more to it than that. Well, you think of Wobby if if it's another club's player that's turned up on the list, mm-hmm. do they then? Maybe they don't know about Celtic's interest, yeah. and then all of a uh, sudden, Celtic haven't. Maybe the Celtic haven't kind of inquired about that uh-huh. player yet. Yeah. So do they? And they they're like, "Well, we're going to play kind of hardball." Yeah, like, yeah. Well, we know you want him. Uh huh. Yeah. No, he's 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 just doubled to two hundred thousand. I just don't <laughs> see any sort of positives how this can kind of come out. It's a good thing for no. Celtic. Um, I just think overall, yeah, not a good situation. No, I think the only positive it can come from is if it's a, t- a Snyder. Yeah, if it's, oh, if well, it's totally yeah. legit. That um, is the only way because otherwise, it's not good in many ways. Do you know what I mean? And whoever's doing it um, needs properly. Yeah, we can, I mean, we can stress enough that it's just reports at this point. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously, I think it was just kind of my sort of inclination when mm-hmm. I heard about it. Um, obviously, that's just my opinion. So if it's completely fake, then this is this is a non-story. Yeah, um, no, we wasted thirty minutes of your time. We're very sorry about that. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's a, if it is um, yeah, if it is legit, it's a big talking it's point, massive. isn't it? So yeah, you know, it's huge and just going forward for Celtic the next couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure we'll find more on it uh, if anything transpires, uh, if they do actually launch an investigation. Okay, moving on. I think we've rattled the, the, the butt off that quite long enough. Um, Aberdeen. I still got Aberdeen for a minute. They've just announced their first sign this summer with the rival uh, Barnsley winger Ryan Hedges. Um, they've got a big rebuild to do. Um, McInnes has stayed on. I mean, he stayed a few weeks ago when he first um, announced it. Before Steve Clark was announced as Scotland manager, he was still in the frame. He made it very clear he's staying at Aberdeen. He wants to stay. He's got plans, but also said, we don't have any money. Most of our signings are going to be freeze and out of contracts and blah, blah, blah. But we have all these players to replace. And obviously, you've got McLean, you've got Jack, you've got Shinny, you've got all these players going out the door. You've got people sniffing around other ones. Uh, Alex Gordon's been linked with them um, things like that what does he have to do to, what's your thoughts on this rebuild because it seems like a massive job on a very limited budget yet again yeah um, and first of all I'm kind of Teddy McInnes I think would have got has got offers um, you know you might not have sort to, of heard about oh, yeah, yeah to leave you, we know he's done a great job at Aberdeen so there's always but he's chosen to stay so that is a big boost in terms of for Aberdeen as a club Most definitely. but I don't think that should really you sh- shouldn't underestimate the the job this is going to take because they've been kind of up around sort of second in the well they were fourth this year but they were just they've by been, goal been, difference by Kamarnik so yeah. they've been they've been set, setting for years yeah and yeah. so I, I I have a feeling that they might drop down in terms of like their quality I just feel like Hearts um, are going to have a better season this year just in terms of like maybe the players they'll bring in. Also, they just won't have those injury problems. Bringing Naismith back is huge as well. So I see them having a better season. Heckenbottom was, got Hibs playing great football towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so. so full season under him, you can maybe think okay, there's a case to be made that Hibs will do better. Kamarnik's that have lost Clark, I guess, but they've still got that kind of 
a really solid team, that solid base. And yeah, I just think Aberdeen could maybe struggle. And you say, you talk about, you even think like 18 months to two years ago, they had McLean, um, Shinny, um, and there, and now, and yeah, Ryan Jack, who went to Rangers, and now it's just a completely new look midfield. Yeah, um, exactly. And you got to think, eventually, you've you seen it even with Hibs last year when like McGinn and uh, Geek went, went out, you just can't always expect to be replacing them with the same quality and you're eventually going to suffer. Yeah. So maybe they didn't suffer as much last year, but I just think Geshini going out to Derby, especially on a, a free transfer, that's going to be huge. I mean, he's our captain, so mm-hmm. you can even just think about his presence in oh, the dressing room, yeah. his uh, leadership, um, very versatile player, as we know. Um, so you've got Lewis Ferguson there. I mean, I think you've got a build around him, mm-hmm. 19 years old showed last season i think he had an amazing start to the season he kind of hit like that kind of almost like that rookie wall where like he was you know young players you're they're going to have spells kind of hot and cold and he end of the season he kind of tailed off a bit but i think you've got to build around him you've got connor mclennan in the midfield you've got dominic ball um so they're all they're all good players and obviously yeah mckinnis knows that he's gonna have to bring in some sort of to replace sort of shinny and um yeah and you gotta think maybe Wobby Mackay Steven. I mean it'd be huge if they hold on to him but there's been talks about him moving away to stateside and stuff and you know if he leaves them where's that like that creativity coming from? Yeah. Um so I think that I think yeah just a huge job and um McKinnis is the right man for it, don't get me wrong, but I just think it's going to be his hardest season yet, I think, um just to get sort of the results that the consistent results that they've they've been known. Because even last season they kinda tailed off kind of at home they used to be really good Pataudry last season they were they dropped a lot of silly points and I think that right. basically ended up why um Kilmarnock um and Rangers yeah ended up finishing ahead of them so I think that's a little bit of a worry um I mean what do you think about like even like Cosgrove yeah um, I, th- I think do, do you think they, he needs to get some help in terms of like so I know Curtis Main's been linked do you yeah. think he can sort of get enough goals for them if he maybe comes in to help them. Yeah, I think I think the problem they've got is, I mean, basically you touched on it, same as every team has, when you start selling your best players, you need to replace them. Yeah. And then, if you don't get a huge amount of money for them, which they're not massively, and they're not going to spend a lot of money, it's even harder to then, you know, build a team around, you know, as he said, freeze and, and out of contract and things like that. And this is probably the weakest, at the moment, this is probably the weakest they've been in a long time. Yeah. As you said, they lost Jack before, but they've lost Jenny, they've lost these people. One by one, that team's getting whittled away. And they're not, you know, getting to replace it quick enough. Um, you're looking at, you know, a much improved Rangers team, you know, which you know they are because they finished second. I mean, so they have, they've got that. I just say Hearts. I'm not entirely sure how much Hearts are going to improve again. I mean, they, they could have. They, I just say with injuries, but you're still, still Stephen Naismith, one of the big injuries. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And he's going to be a year older. Do you know what I mean? Who's, who's a linchpin of that team? But they can easily, easily be up there and challenging and stronger for that sort of middle top end of the sort of table. And gain hips, these sort of things like that. They are going to really struggle. I think they're going to have a real, real difficulty in, build, in building a team with very limited resources. McInnes has proven he can do it. He's done it before and he can motivate and organise the team that he's got. And that, that is, does make a difference. But I'm just not sure exactly. I think it's all coming at the wrong time for him. I think you can see a bit of revitalised hips coming. You can see a bit of revitalised maybe hearts coming. Definitely revitalised Rangers. Kilmarnock without Clark, but still with the same team almost. And he's having to then, you know, they've had, they've had it good for quite a while and now you've got all these other teams yeah. snap at their heels or running ahead of them and they're losing, you know, they're losing their, their best players. Yeah, I just think they've came back, like, came back to the pack. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the Celtic Rangers are your top two there, but I don't really think there's much going to be separating 
sort of Hibs Hearts Aberdeen Kilmarnock next season for the kind of top six. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be really tight. Um, I mean, so maybe McInnes is in terms of his like stock as a manager, maybe it was his highest in terms of like, or maybe he can even enhance his reputation even more if he somehow manages to get a brilliant season under them. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, I think either way, it's a tough season. I think you're a bit anxious if you're Aberdeen fans, like who are we going to bring in because we're losing those those players and I think they'll be desperate to hold on to um, Mackay Stephen anyway mm. um, and they're really hoping I think in terms of that midfield Lewis Ferguson I think he's just the player you have to kind of build around because yeah. um, he's kind of like yeah he's just kind of that all-round mid- midfielder so you hope that maybe he can sort of yeah just make up for the absence of the, the, the experience of maybe like of Shinny going out and yeah potentially if any any other players head out the door um, from now until the end of the transfer window yeah definitely definitely. I think I think it's a good observation like there's maybe Aberdeen's coming back to the pack I think when you say that I think that's that's kind of what's happened it's not yeah. they're, they're, I mean I could be wrong like I said McInnes is, has proven time and time again that oh, yeah. he can get results in this team and mm-hmm. as I said if they lost him maybe like this it would have been a really complete disaster Actually, but he was right off yeah. the fact that he was he's he's I think I've seen yeah quotes from him they're just saying that like it's not maybe he's just saying this but he's saying like the rebuild isn't phasing him I mean maybe he's just seeing it as like a good challenge to be like right well I did it once I built this team up in terms of like got them playing really good football Um, I can do it again but I mean if they hold on if they if they keep McKenna and you know they, they signed Joe Lewis to a new deal as well and he's been brilliant for them, so they've still got that defensive spine. Um yeah, it's just a little bit maybe I think up top and maybe that yeah, that creative midfielder. Um and you know, Cosgrove does score a lot of goals in the second half of last season. Um but I've just got I've kinda I'm not quite sure he can re- replicate that kind of that streak again. So I'm just worried about them. They might not have the quality as he did um, in previous years. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's going to be an interesting season. Uh, I'm sure a lot of Don's fans will be kind of watching with we, we bated breath to see what they do, I think. But, yeah, we'll, get, we'll see what happens. Um, OK, so moving on, um, just to kind of close up, our final topic today, we'll look at Neil Doncaster um, has came out and says that strict liability doesn't work anywhere. Um, and we're basically stressing that clubs should, uh, do take responsibility for the fans and we don't need to bring it in. Um, uh, BBC Scotland done a survey in March that revealed only three out of forty-two sides backed clubs been held accountable for misconduct. Essentially, it's like basically turkeys voting for Christmas. Um, and I say, I remember saying that at the time as well. You know, you're basically saying to clubs, right? Do you want to be totally destroyed for the actions of some of your fans? Yes or no? And they'll go, eh, no. And they'll, yeah. they, and I can't remember who the three that voted for it was, but it was like clubs who, you know, literally, you know, you can get your mum to do security for them and it'll probably be alright I mean it was little clubs <laughs> and they're in the right really and in a yeah, way they're going yeah well why not why of course you should be responsible it's like yeah but you know you've got this thing obviously I mean you, you know, Neil Lennon had something thrown at him uh, Steve Clark McKenna spoke out against things players if did officials did um, you had the buck fastball you had the guys on the pitch I mean last season it seemed to be quite there was a wee period as well where there seemed to be things happening quite regularly um, at various clubs um over, over the piece, and it was it was a regular sort of occasion. Um, what Doncaster said about it was says there's a misconception about strict liability. Some see it as the answer to unacceptable conduct. If you look at the experience that UEFA have had with European competition, it's clear that strict liability does not work. You can end up punishing the innocent home clubs if you start to make away clubs responsible for their fans. Very quickly, you'll see away clubs stop selling tickets to the away fans, putting greater onus onus on often smaller home clubs. I've never seen any examples that working anywhere throughout the world. Right. So that's interesting. I think that's yeah. his point. Uh, there is that thing where I think if you have, 
you know, say you get that idiot, you know, there was the thing, if you look at maybe, say, example, the Hibs game, and there was the object thrown on the pitch, and it was at the half bucky bottle, I think it was at the time, and when you see where it came from, you know, and the angle it came in at, that couldn't have been that far away from the front, right, for a start. This wasn't really said that much, but you could just tell. Yeah. It came at a low angle. It wasn't sailing over the back of the stand. It was kind of coming for that. Surely your security are there to be facing the crowd and see where it comes from. I mean, surely that's enough. Surely then you don't then end up with half Easter Road getting shut down because this clown throws that and your security don't deal with it. Surely. Yeah, well, that's essentially just one fan that's done it. Do you yeah. mean? So I can kind of get if it's strict liability, if it's like you're punishing like a full kind of section that have done something. You uh-huh. know, I feel like more than just the one, but in that occasion, that's just the... Yeah. You know, so you got off, like I don't think it's shutting down, shutting down or whatever, and then no, but, but the, yeah, but then strict liability. What we would say was if that happened again, this is where it started oh, coming right, in. Right, you yeah. wouldn't get it just for that one, but then if there's another, yeah, incident, like and repeated offence, repeated offence, and then what happened is sure enough was uh, somebody came on the pitch at Easter Road a week or two later, didn't they? And sort of ran on. I think that was you know. So you get these repeated things, but yeah. again, that's just your security. You know, that's just something they've got see cameras yeah. and they say, oh, the cameras never picked up. But what can happen then is it becomes a snowball effect of random clowns acting badly and needing punished, don't get me wrong, I need the absolute books thrown at them and banned or whatever that, and they're not getting dealt with, but then you end up with points getting deducted, you end up with stands being closed, and then you end up with these innocent fans getting punished. And I think a lot of the fans that are calling for it aren't really taking into account the full ramifications, because oh, that would, that would uh, stop it, that would put an end to it. The guys that do these things are lunatics, I mean, they're not, you know, like the average guy who runs on the pitch or throws a bottle, an empty bottle of wine at a player, isn't that guy thinking, hmm, will I throw this bucky bottle at that player? Oh, we might lose a couple of points out of it. He's a lunatic, he's steaming. Do you know what I mean? He's not going to stop because of that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of agree with Doncaster was basically saying that, yeah, it's not the answer, but what he did think that could be dealt with differently was basically the the police in terms of like them actually maybe getting charged for the, whichever offence. Like, he wanted them to come down on them basically harder. And I think that is, in terms of that individual, if he was, you know, if they're not banned or whatever, if they're ever going to do it in the future, or maybe if you see someone being like, oh, like, you know, given that kind of, if it's, I mean, I'm not saying like just jail time or whatever, but if they get sort of that sort of strict kind of sort of offence, then you'll be like, well, maybe I won't do that again, you know? As a deterrent there, basically. Yeah, deterrent, yeah. Deterrent, but so yeah. basically, if you, you know, if you just get a slap in the wrist or whatever, nothing too bad, then the chances are, at the end of the day, the chances are you, you might consider doing it again, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Whereas yeah, if definitely. You, go, you know, so I think that's basically what Doncaster was saying. He thinks like that could potentially happen because maybe just in Scottish football, it just goes like, oh, it always happens. Yeah. Then, is that you know, passing the buck though? Is, is that basically saying, you know, it's not really football's problem, the police should deal with it more harshly? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, if, if if you're thinking, will I bounce this bottle of wine off that player's head? Well, at the end of the day, it's it's like just because it's got to do with football. Do you know what I mean it's still, you know, you wouldn't expect any. No one expects to come to work, which is what the footballers do, and Indeed. get a bucky bottle thrown at yeah. them. So yeah, it goes it, like you know, it goes to the police. Do you know what I mean that that's he's done something that's you know it's against the law. You wouldn't want to do that. So, but because I feel like the football fans just get that leniency. There's like, oh, well, I did it at a football game. It's like, well, if you did that, you wouldn't do it in the street, would you? So, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's such a difficult situation. There isn't is, it? There to is. be like, what's, but I don't think the point being he was in a strict liability would just like cause havoc, basically. It wouldn't solve anything. I, yeah. I tend to agree with him. It's never really, 
uh, proven to work anywhere else, has it? No, so, well, no I mean, definitely not. I mean, there, there is the thing as well, is that, you know, if I go into Morrison's and I bounce a bottle of wine off the back of your head, there's no calls to close down the fruit and veg aisle. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, you know what I mean? It's, it's not that kind of, oh, it's Morrison's fault, they should have better security and they should deal with this sort of stuff. Um, there, there, it is a complicated thing, but I, I do think if... Strict liability is a nonsense. I think it's absolute insanity. For a start, I think if it has to be the club's voting for it, it's never going to happen in a million no, years. Just, it would have to be like... God almighty, it has to be enforced on them. You're yep. getting this. There's no way, ever. And that's maybe a bit harsh on the, the clubs that haven't really, you know. So they're like... I just think it would be... You're kind of like pigeonholing them, everyone into kind of... You know, like these offences, they, you know... I mean, it's very, it's very, very difficult. I, I can't really see them... Yeah, you would have to enforce it. Do you know, that's what UEFA, UEFA have done in the past, haven't yeah. they? Do you know what I mean? Um, and I don't think they. I don't think if you spoke to any of them, you'd think it'd really work. I mean, no, I don't. I yeah, don't it's not. It's not good for. It's not good for Scottish football anyway, is it? You mean? No. I mean, especially when like when you see some of those televised games and then there's just like nobody there. Yeah. I mean, I almost put you off watching it. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, it just like, looks grim. Do you know what I mean? Just I hear think... it's like a training match almost. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, th- I think even I don't know a slight tangent, but sort of a, a, re- a redistributing of the cameras has been. You know, pointed out was it Stephen Gerrard? Was it was that? said it. I think it was. Um, Maybe. Yeah, um, and uh, folk just read the headline saying it was slagging off Scottish football or something. But I think I think it was him just recently and said that these sort of games in uh, other countries, when it's games like that, the cameras are angled at the fans rather than the empty stands. Yeah, and it's like, well, I, mean, duh, I think, I mean? but I think the like the worry is that you didn't see like there's. I mean, we're not just talking about the like, one instance, two instances. There was quite a lot oh, of them last season. And they were all over. That is quite. Yeah, not just, and you can't even just say, like, oh, it's Celtic or Rangers either. No, you know, no. there's these, you know, Hibs as well. No, most like, of the instances were, yeah. you know, so, Celtic or Rangers fans, yeah, that's and the then, thing. Like, yeah, exactly. So you've got to, I think that's a worry, you know what I mean? Like, going in terms of going into next season, because you can say, like, oh, these issues have always existed, but I don't think the seasons before that, we really, we didn't nearly see as many flashpoints. So, yeah. you know, something, they need to change something. They can't just go into next season with the same mindset of just kind of hoping that, like you know fans aren't going to react like that they've got to expect that expect this again really because yeah. they've not shown any signs of you know like yeah. it won't happen again you know so Definitely. I, I think they do need to come up with something but i mean strict liability just seems a bit bit too extreme and you know like yeah just basically um punishing a small set like a full club or a full set of fans for just a small section I don't think that's. I just don't think it's ever the solution. No, definitely not. It's, it's basically the latest instalment in the defensive behaviour at football. Act. I mean, some absolute knee-jerk nonsense that's not actually going to fix anything, and just end up with innocent fans getting punished. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, I, th- I think if you you were trying to buy a ticket for you and your kid to go to the football, and you can't because the stands were shut down because some clown threw a bottle of wine at a player a few months ago. You know, you, you wouldn't be really calling for strict liability anymore, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it, it wouldn't stop anything. And I think you've just got to go on the basis, has it worked anywhere else? Yeah. No, then why would Neil Doncaster consider it, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. you've got to go like, yeah, you could argue if it has worked in certain uh, certain other countries, certain places. Yeah, there's, there's a provable. You'd be like, well, yeah, but I mean, I think you're just taking actually a bigger risk to go with something that's got Definitely. not really any sort of, you know... Any sort of any outcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and especially as well, because you know, only three out of all the, the forty odd clubs don't actually. Well, want yeah, it. that. So, you know, I mean, that just a brave man. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, the clubs would just 
yeah, they would just come at them for the ones who don't. Yeah. You know, when when it doesn't seem like it's working out, they'll be like, well, you wanted this, didn't yep, you? So, yeah, yep. um, yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, w- it wouldn't work well as them as a sort of an organisation either. Definitely not, definitely not. Okay, that's all for us at Football Scotland here for today. We'll be back tomorrow before 4pm, just in time to make your daily work commute a wee bit more bearable. You can get a hold of us at the Football Scotland website or on our social media channels on Facebook and Twitter at football underscore Scott. To ask a question, make a comment to us individually, or just give us a goose, uh, just give us a shout. You can get me in at Captain underscore Heidi and Chris on. Hi, Chris Doyle. Excellent. Thanks very much. Cheers for listening. Cheers. See you tomorrow.